The following program is sponsored by Mike Gray with Morris Williams Realty. Views and opinions expressed are not those of this station, its owner, staff, or management. You're listening to the Golden State Report. Here's your host, Sacramento's leading real estate agent, Mike Gray. Welcome, everybody. You are listening to the Golden State Report, heard every week on AM uh, 1380 and FM 105, and I have two um, uh, co-sponsors here, partners that are just <laughs> making faces and doing crazy things. Well, I'm trying we're, to introduce the show. We're this, just trying to make, throw you off your groove, man. Well, you did. You we're did, building right? the energy of the show. <laughs> All right. We got, just to tell everybody, when they announced Mike Gray, Amy and I stood up and gave him a standing ovation. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we were pretty well excited deserved. about that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, this is the Golden State Report, and I'm trying to bring this show back to reality here. Uh, I'm Mike Gray with Morris Williams Realty. So happy that you have joined us this week. And, of course, those two voices you just heard previously is Amy DeBusk from Finance of America. Hello, everybody. And David Stone from the Stone Consulting Group. We're going to have a good time. Yep. And the three of us constitute the Golden State Report, where you can turn in, tune in every week. And we promise to give you the latest and greatest news as it pertains to the Sacramento area real estate market. Red, hot, sizzling market. Uh, I, I, you can't get redder and hotter. It's just, you know, it, it <laughs> this is, is the hottest it's ever been, isn't it? I've been doing this for you know more than two decades. That sounds better than the number of years, by the way. And <laughs> I have never, I have never experienced a market like this. So when I think about April, I don't usually think about anything but taxes. But the real estate market, as busy and as crazy it is right now, it makes me think about real estate it does and it's taking over people's minds and lives because they're trying to find a place to buy or the people that are selling are just really thrilled right now. oh yeah oh if you are a seller right now uh this is probably one of the rare opportunities in your life where you put your house on the market you price it fairly and you can get anywhere from 10 to 20 percent over market value quite easily within 48 hours. Wow. And if you're a seller and you don't have to buy in the, in the Northern California area, then you're in really good, good oh, position. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been telling a lot of my clients when they're calling me and they're saying, you know, what should I do? This market is so, you know, so red hot. I'd like to take advantage of it. And you know, I say, well, there are two scenarios where I see that it's really to your advantage to sell right now. Uh, number one, you're moving out of state. Okay, so you're retiring or relocating. You can work from home and you decide you want to live in Idaho, Nevada, Oregon, or just some other place than California. Yeah. Boy, it makes sense. And I can get you a nice return on your initial investment into that home. Or if you own more than one home, so you have another home to move to. But the, the million dollar question is if you're local here and you're selling and you want to take advantage of this market, well, then if you turn around and buy, you are in the same position as many, many buyers are here in our listening audience is the fact that we can't find you a home. Wow. I had a client in um, that was selling their house, selling and buying, and uh, one week before their house was due to close, they got into escrow on a house. And, you know, that's scary. One week. Mm -hmm. And he was threatening. He said, I listen to your radio show and I'm I'm thinking that I'm going to rent for a year and wait and wait until the market cools down. And what do you say to that, Mike? Oh, you know, waiting until the market cools down. uh, I I have no idea how long you're going to wait. You know, to be be point blank, we have uh, our inventory so low and the buying pool seems to increase week by week. It doesn't seem to decrease at all. We still have more buyers coming forward looking to buy a home. 
and so, yeah, you know, I've always said, if you can find the right home and you can afford it, it works in your budget, uh, buy it now. Simple as that. Don't wait. I can't tell you when the top of the market is going to be. I can't tell you when the bottom of the market is going to be unless you ask me about last week. <laughs> yeah, I, you can give me a historical yeah, perspective. No, no, my crystal ball really, really, really works well backwards. <laughs> okay, it. Uh, I don't know. I just all I know is that if it works well for you right now, you can afford the house. Interest rates are so low. Buy the house that you can enjoy, raise your family in, enjoy life in, and you'll still end up making money in the long run. So, how long are the escrows going on average? Can you think of? Uh, do you know the answer to that? Uh, just yeah. I mean, we're trying to shorten them. It's more dependent upon Amy usually than anybody else because <laughs> the loan has to be processed. Unless it's an all-cash offer, an all-cash offer, I can close in three days. Oh, wow. How about you, Amy? What's the deal? Four days. Just, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, the, her phone's ringing up. Uh, it will. It will. Four right. days. And everybody, I did not say that, all right? Well, so if you heard it on the Golden State Report, well, it did not come from Mike. It was from Amazing Amy. We got a gentleman into contract a week and a half ago. We did. It's almost been two weeks. And uh, it'll be a, it'll be a 18-day escrow. Yep. Yep. We'll do yep. And, yep. Wow. And, and, you know, even though this is, has been a crazy market, I have been successful in getting buyers in, in, into homes. Uh, you you just really have to work hard as a, you know, the buyer's agent in communication with the listing agent, asking the right questions, um, you know, making sure my buyers are educated on the state of this market so they're not shocked when some of the things that I suggest that they put in the offer or they do not put in the offer. Yeah. And uh, preparing the client. I mean, if you're a buyer out there, you need to be prepared to pay for the seller's closing costs. Mm -hmm. I know when I do an estimate up front, I always, um, we talk about that Mm -hmm. and I say, okay, well, your closing costs are probably going to be about $2,500 to $3,000 more because we're probably going to offer the seller that will pay for their their title and escrow fees. And, And we all know that is nothing. Compared yeah. to the big picture, it right? Is. It is nothing. But, you know, if you're that client that you've uh, like for like offer, same price, but you offer to pay for their closing costs, that could be the one thing. The tipping point, there, Dave. There, yes. there are about a half a dozen to almost eight or nine items that you could change in a contract to uh, really, really impress the seller that normally aren't even discussed, to be honest. And, you know, when I have a buyer, we sit down, we have this conversation before we even begin to write the offer. Our goal, if you want this house, is to make it very, very easy for the seller to say yes to your offer. And this is how we're going to do it. And then we kind of walk them through the process. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But it is still a really crazy market. You know, um, this is going to sound a bit egotistic, but, you know, I, I'm pretty good at what I do. And very, yes, you are. Be, before 2021, in a multiple offer situation, I didn't lose very often. I got to be honest, you know. I don't remember you ever losing. Well, I did, I did, but not very. It was very rare. Okay, (laughs) but it's much more commonplace in 2021 than I'll ever care to admit. (laughs) So it sounds like you've got an experience that you can share with us. I'll share an illustration. I have a very, very well qualified husband and wife trying to buy a house in the Sacramento area. House hit the market um, uh, last Friday. Fair price around the comps, hit the market at seven fifty. My clients decided that was the area they wanted to live in, and they had lost out on a couple houses beforehand, and they were very, very serious about making sure this house became their home. And so talked to the listing agent, found the questions, found the things the sellers were looking for, uh, waited until the night before we were to have all the offers in. 
talk to the listing agent again to kind of get a ballpark. I didn't want to waste my time. Or, right. or my, you or, knew the listing agent as well. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. And so I had a good conversation with her. And we came in 78000 over asking price. And yes, so you must did. have been feeling pretty good about your and chances. We re- and we released the appraisal contingency up front. And we released our inspection contingencies up front. We, we, wow. we kept almost all the – we removed almost every contingency just for – except for a couple that I wanted to make sure we could check out on. And if I, if I would have felt safe about that, I would have released those too because they really wanted the house. Right. Next day, talked to – they presented the offers the next day and we lost out by $45,000. <sighs> My goodness gracious! That house sold for one hundred and thirty thousand dollars over asking price. At the, the seven fifty price point is the where same. the starting point was. Yeah. That the list price. Now that's not that's that's not typical of every single escrow out there, but right. it is an example of some of the things that we are facing as we try to help buyers find homes right now. We should mention that that area that house was in Folsom, and I coined it when we were talking the other day on the phone. Folsom is the new San Jose of <laughs> Sacramento mm-hmm. area. Yeah. I mean, it is where everybody wants to be. Um, there it's are other cities, place. though, that are, they are just they are. as beautiful. <laughs> and, and, we're, and we're expanding our search parameter because I will get them into a house. And hopefully I don't have to pay 78000 over asking price. Now, the other thing we were struggling in the previous three or four weeks, and Amy, you can talk about this too, is that we were having a, a bit of a tr- trouble with appraisals. Because the comp, people were offering such a high amount over what the nearest comp was that they were simply not appraising. This this trend basically started right around the 1st of February, maybe the second week of February, where it really hit great guns. Well, some of those homes in February have now closed. And that gives us a new standard, a new comp yeah. that appraisers can use. But here's what's happening now. So let's just say that home that, that we offered 750 on Really was worth six seventy five, but a house closed uh, mid March for seven fifty, so it gave us a new comp, so we didn't have to worry about it. Now you're at eight twenty five. You got it. The sellers <laughs> well, are going to say three comps right. to you know right. substantiate the value. But even though what the houses are closing, is still presenting. You know the, the cycle is still continuing. Whatever it closes at, the 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 next seller around the block wants to say, well, I still want to be get ten percent over what fair market value is because that seems to be the going trend. How long will it last? I have no idea, but it's the reality of our market right now. Hey, if you're thinking about buying, it's a difficult time, but we can make it happen. Give us a call, 530-431-8586. Again, 530-431-8586. We're going to continue this discussion right after this break. Please stay tuned. For all your real estate, financing, and investing questions, call the show's off-air number and speak with Mike Gray directly. 530-431-8586. That's 530-431-8586. Now, back to the Golden State Report with Mike Gray. Welcome back. You are listening to the Golden State Report. I'm Mike Gray with Morris Williams Realty, along with David Stone from the Stone Consulting Group. Great to be here. And Amy DeBusk from Finance of America. Always fun to be with the two of you. Yes, and I just also kind of, Amy, you reminded me that we should try to be as positive as we can on this radio show. So, yeah, it's, it's really positive. It's really easy to be positive for sellers when you can get them so much money. But this is a trying time for buyers, but we'll stand right beside you. And so. also, if there is a will, there is a way. Mm-hmm. And I am a firm believer when the right house comes along, the right house will find you. Your home will find you. Yeah, when the, when yeah. the door closes, a window opens. I believe in destiny. Yes, that's <laughs> See, true. I'm a firm believer of that same, but I would twist that statement. 
that um, the right house will not find you. We will find the right house. We will find the right house. Yeah. My client, the one I was telling you about that almost gave up, you should see the house they found. The house had just dropped price. I mean, it is their dream home. They are over the moon excited. Yeah. And yeah. they were willing, they were going to settle on this house that was like a, you know, very, a really over the priced house that was in town. And the house they got has acreage and it's amazing. Yeah. And it's still in the zip code that they wanted, Roseville. Yep. Anyway. And nice. I, had the, I had the pleasure this morning of letting my buyers on, tell them, congratulations. Uh, your offer was accepted last night. Oh, good. In a multiple offer situation. And my client was just really, they've been, they, this client had been, you know, having a real difficult time finding a house. And uh, he was so, so grateful. His wife was crying. Aww. And he said, oh, it's all because of you. I said, no, 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 you got that wrong. He said, we did it together. Yep, it's because teamwork. They, they paid attention to it. They they, uh, they listened to how I was describing the market. We went into the market with open eyes and uh, understood what, if we were going to buy a house now in this time frame, this is what it would take. Yep. And they accepted that. And now we didn't get the first house that we offered on, but we kept we kept at it, perseverance and persistence, and uh, you know, doing our homework, and we got them in escrow, and they were pretty happy this morning. Oh, that's great! Congratulations! One yeah. out of two ain't bad, right? right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I will take that average any day of the week. But it's a good average in this market. <laughs> oh, yeah, it would be, it would be. But Amy, I want to, uh, one of our clients, our mutual clients that we're trying to help uh, buy a house. And first off, I'm going to have you answer answer this question: What's the difference between a regular loan and a jumbo loan? Well, the loan amount right. is, the, is the basic question answer to that question. So in our area, what is that basically? Uh. So uh, El Dorado County, Sacramento County, and Placer County, the um, high balance conforming loan limit is at 598000 okay. So anything over 598000 on the loan amount, not the purchase price, the loan amount is going to be considered a jumbo loan. Okay. And um, jumbo loans which David knows all about those, uh, for his clients. Um, and, yes, I do. Um, it, jumbo loans have a lot. Um, they're, they're stricter. They have, they have strict guidelines, and they take longer. Yes, and there's, there are more hoops to jump through. There's a lot more hoops a- to jump a- through. Amy's done a couple yep. of jumbo loans for some of my clients recently, and it is an exercise in patience. It is. Okay, because they keep asking for more information there's two and sets more of un- documents. It, there's two sets of underwriters, and um, the investor for the jumbo market is a different animal. Okay. And, you know, rightfully so. They're loaning uh, the clients a lot of money, and mm-hmm. uh, they expect pretty much everything except your firstborn. Okay, but so now, <laughs> when we're writing offers in, in this market, one of the things I try to do is shorten that escrow window. Yeah, uh, you know, as, as tight as I can get it. But when we came to jumbo loans, and a lot of homes in uh, the Sacramento area are going to have a loan amount higher than the five ninety eight. Yep. And so a lot of homes are going to take a jumbo loan. And it's very difficult to shorten that window of time. And so I was going against cash offers. Now, it's very difficult to beat a cash offer anyway, but there's still some tricks we can do. But the time limit was something that I felt my hands were tied until last week, Amy, because Finance of America came out with a 
a game-changing product I want to make sure our listeners hear about. Yeah, we're really excited. So um, we have a first-second combo. So we give you a first mortgage, and then we have a second mortgage that goes along with that, and then um, your down payment. Um, So what's nice about this is um, for our particular clients that we're helping right now, um, they're in the um, $800,000 to $850,000 price range, and they only had 10% to put down. Um, so we, they had two problems. They had, um, didn't have the quite the 20% that most of the jumbo products require. And also we needed to shorten their escrow. So, um, with our first second combo at Finance of America, we can do, um, a $598,000 first mortgage. So now we're in the conforming conventional Regular Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac uh, investors, uh, timeline, rules, everything's so much easier. Oh, this is how I described it to my clients. You are out of jumbo jail. (laughs) Okay? Because now I can shorten our timelines when we write the offer. Yeah. And I just have to be able to explain to the listing agent this is a new loan product because I just can't send that offer in and have the listing agent look at it and say, what is this? You know, because – Anything that's new and different might mean more work for the listing agent or maybe that the escrow won't go as smoothly as it should or could. And so good communication skills. I had, I had Amy, I had you call the, you know, the listing agent, kind of explain it to and making sure that they understood that. But it's a great product that allows us one more arrow in our quiver. As we're, as we're trying to get our buyer's offers accepted. So just a, qu- a couple questions about it, if you can address those. Yes. You know, uh, there's the financial guru kind of going to shoot the air out of our what balloon. Is- no, no, no. I'm not shooting air. I'm just uh, – because I think if I'm thinking of these questions, my yeah. our listeners are probably thinking, right? So uh, obviously the conforming loan, reasonable rates. I mean is it, it's just going to – is there an add-on? Is it more expensive to have that first mortgage? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the first mortgage is a little bit more expensive. The the interest rates are a little bit more expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, not not terribly, like an eighth of a point into oh, the that's, rate. Yeah, that's that's nothing. Um, that's small. Not too bad. Um, the second mortgage is actually a HELOC, and I did I did want to mention one thing. You know, this program, this first second combo has been around since the beginning of time. Right. Um, but most lenders, you have to broker out or go to two different banks to get your first mortgage and your second mortgage, mm-hmm. which is uncumbersome, takes longer, and um, it's just a lot of moving parts to put two mm-hmm. loans together. Yeah. Where what's different at Finance of America is that this is our own private lender. This is our, our own product mm-hmm. that, um, we've so got private, that we've got private yeah. financing yeah. for. Exactly. So when you're going through Finance of America for a first, second mortgage combo, it happens all at once, and it's our, our money that we're lending. So an eighth of a point um, it seems pretty competitive on that yeah, first. I was pricing out a jumbo loan versus, uh, this was last week, I was pricing out a jumbo loan versus this program, and it was 3.375 on a 30-year for the uh, for the jumbo, mm-hmm. and it was 3.5% for this product. Okay. Um, but what you're doing is your first mortgage, your, your, your 598000 or whatever it is, is the fixed mortgage, 30-year fixed rate, right? right? And then your HELOC is a traditional equity line. So let's talk about what an equity line is. An equity line is a line of credit, much like a credit card. And um, it is all equity lines are an adjustable rate mortgage. And not to get too technical, but the adjustable rate mortgage rides with the prime rate. And then whatever the margin is. Um, Do you have a a product that uh, rides with LIBOR instead of the prime? 
LIBOR actually doesn't. Um, LIBOR is gone away. Really? Um, to the yes. Um, okay, now you probably just lost. Now a lot. we're getting yeah, a lot yeah, real yeah. technical. <laughs> All right. Anyway, back to but but no. It's, no, no, it's no, a cheap. It's a lower rate. The heat. The HELOC is no. It's prime. Okay. It's prime, and that's it. Prime plus a margin. Prime plus a margin. So, for example, for this pro, for and it's based on credit score, and it's also based on how much down payment is. But okay. your total interest rate for this product um, typically is around five percent. Okay. Which is a great deal if you're only putting ten. If your loan to value, if your combined loan to value is ninety percent. So, so for aggressively, um, again, for a client trying to figure out how much am I going to pay down on this thing, you start by putting extra down on that HELOC, yes. so you can lower. Yes. That's a higher Correct. rate. Correct. You can aggressively pay that down and keep your schedule on your thirty year on the three. Correct. I want to point out one more thing, and Mike and I have done this really quick. Um, um, this is also a great product if you are selling a house after you buy the house because. Because um, if you're going to have a large lump sum of money that you want to pay down, yeah. you do that first, second mortgage combo, and then, okay, six months from now, just pay off that second. Be done. And then you still have that first mm-hmm. mortgage. Yeah. <clears throat> and enable some of our clients to be able to buy the house they want without selling the house that they are And having in. a lower down payment. Correct. Again, we do have a jumbo product that's 11% down, but there's so many rules around it, and it takes longer, and it's just not a very good product, to be honest oh, with you. That sounds like a great deal. This is a great workaround for that if you have a l- less than 20% down. Well, if you have any questions about that, uh, you give us a call. I'm going to put you in touch with Amy. That's 530-431-8586. Again, 530-431-8586. And you can get more information on this game-changing loan product. We're going to be right back after this break, so please stay tuned. For all your real estate, financing, and investing questions, call the show's off-air number and speak with Mike Gray directly. 530-431-8586. That's 530-431-8586. Now, back to the Golden State Report with Mike Gray. David Stone is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corp, a broker-dealer member SIPC, and a registered investment advisor. Stone Consulting Group is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Welcome back. This is Mike Gregg following up with that lady who can speak really, really fast. She's uh, <laughs> Bugs Bunny. Oh, evidently. <laughs> hey, I, I'm Mike Gregg with Moore's Williams Realty, along with David Stone from the Stone Consulting Group. It is so fun to hang out. Yep, and Amy DeBoss from Finance of America. Hello, everybody. And we've had a pretty lively show this week. Oh, boy. And uh, I think this is going to be a – we're going to continue with that during this segment because I have that million-dollar question for David here. I I love putting him on this. Oh, jeez. Is it a million-dollar question or a billion-dollar question? (laughs) Uh, Well, I wish it was a billion dollars, but it's really only a sub-million-dollar question. That would be good. Billion. Billion would be good. Yeah. All right. So, David, I have rental properties. Yes, sir. I am tired of being a landlord. Oh, really? Oh, this pandemic's been hard. It's been hard on a lot of our landlords out there in our listening audience. You guys are cashing in? Uh, No, no, not cashing in. And we've been pretty fortunate. But because of the pandemic, you know, some tenants have had a difficult time paying. You know, they've lost jobs. They've been furloughed. Uh, The state of California, um, not going to get political here, but has passed a a lot of... um, Short-term rules that really favor tenants and yeah. not landlords. It's not. It's 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 hard not to get political. Well, I know. I, I'm trying to be on, a neutral on the here. Golden State uh, you know, Report. I, yeah, I'm. Well, I understand, but I'm trying to be <laughs> neutral here. Okay. But the reality is that it's been a tough year on landlords. Yeah. And uh, 
So let's talk to our landlords out there, all right? So if we're, if we're tired of being landlords in the, here, uh, are there options out there for us? Because I, I do know that if I just sell them point blank, uh, Uncle Sam's going to really be happy because he gets a big chunk of any capital gains that are long-term. Right. Unless I exchange them on a 1031 tax-deferred exchange. Yeah. and uh, That I'm, is an option. Yeah, and I'm asking you here for advice. Okay. okay. So I, I'm not giving advice to everybody that's in uh, listening. See, you don't even need to have this appointment next <laughs> yeah. week. You're right here, right now. David? I'm in big trouble. <laughs> I'm in big trouble. So, um, look, there's a lot of different ways that people can invest in real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's start with the basics, right? Let's let's start with number one, to the question, the answer to the question that you were asking regarding you know, what if I want to sell? Mm-hmm. I'm just sick and tired of being a landlord and I just want to sell. So if you sell, there's a capital gain if you have a gain, right? right? right. So um, sometimes people don't realize that their accountant has been working really hard for them mm-hmm. and has been depreciating their rental properties so that they can get a deduction against their income that they're Correct. receiving from the property. Mm-hmm. So um, the reality is there's this thing called recapture mm-hmm. where if you've depreciated your um, house, let's say you depreciated at $50,000 over so many years, that $50,000 comes back to you as gain. Correct. So um, the reality is we're going to have a, a capital gain if you've held the property longer than 12 months, which is very common in the real estate market, right? People are probably had their properties 10 years. Who knows? Well, I, I have one of, one of our rentals. Uh, this is the last year we can take depreciation on it. That's how long we've held it. Oh, you've, you're you're pushing, you know, what, 17 and a half accelerated yep. depreciation, whatever it is now. Another reason to sell. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, this one needs to be, this one needs to be moved. Yeah. So, so, so here's, here's the predicament that a lot of people have. It's like, okay, I want to sell. It's the same predicament that our sellers have that have their properties. Okay, where am I going to go? We talked about that during the first segment, right? So the creative thing is, okay, so what am I going to do with my real estate? Well, if it's a rental property, and that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about primary residence Correct. because you can, if you're single, you can you can have it grow by 250000 and not to pay any tax. Yep. If you're married, you can go up to 500000 and not pay any tax and there, gain. And there's no recapture because it doesn't apply. No recapture, Correct. but you have to live in your home as a residence two out of the prior five years. Correct. Right? So um, so if you have this rental property and you're trying to figure out what to do with it, the challenge for most people is where am I going to go? Um, you know, we were talking off, off the, during the break at the beginning of the show about a, a home that there were 22 offers on one home. And so if you're trying to sell your home, yeah, you're going to have – you may have 22 offers on your home. That would be great. But then all of a sudden now what do you do with it? So – um, there's a lot of different solutions. You asked me about a million-dollar question, right? So let's just talk about what it takes to be an accredited investor because that opens up additional windows and doors for people. Correct. So a, an accredited investor is someone who has a million-dollar net worth, not including their primary residence, and – or, and that would be one definition. You can meet it that way. Mm-hmm. Another way you can become an accredited investor is if you're married and you make $300,000 a year the last two years and you're expected to make that this year and you're on on pace to do that. That would qualify you. If you're single, if you've made $200,000 a year the prior two years and are on pace to make that in 2021. Mm-hmm. So to be an accredited investor, that opens up some additional doors and some opportunities. If you happen to own these properties in an LLC um, and you are the only owner, um, 
but you don't qualify as an accredited investor on those other two things. But those properties are worth the gross amount, worth $5 million, then you could qualify. The LLC could qualify as an accredited investor. Um, it gets more complicated. I'm not going to go down. But I've already gone into a lot of detail already, but I, I kind of feel like I need to because we're talking about something that not every person who's listening would be eligible to be a part of. But let's just say that like, if you have two rentals in the Sacramento Valley, yeah. th- there's a good chance that you have a net worth over a million dollars. If you don't owe anything on them, yes. Right. Uh, if you have a, if you have debt, you know, then that can make a big a, right. a big difference. So, what do you do with the money? So, there's a strategy called the Delaware Statutory Trust. Correct. Um, in the past, there uh, there were tenant and common arrangements where people would own. So, but before you actually get ready to sell, you need to kind of take a close look at how do you hold title on that property? Mm-hmm. Um, do you own it a joint tenancy? Do you own it in a trust? Do you own it with other people? Is it if you do have partners, how are they on title? Because that all affects what you can or cannot do. If you are a, a if you are a property owner and you have a tenant, excuse me, an owner with you who's not accredited, and you are, and you own it jointly, you cannot do the things an accredited investor can do. Sure. So I, again, I'm I'm trying to be a little careful here because we are talking to um, the public. Yeah, but there are options out there. You know, whether you're accredited or not accredited. Yes. There are, there are more investment uh, uh, vehicles you could use if you are an accredited investor. And, That's true. And, and that definition is set up by who? By the Securities and Exchange Commission. Correct. There we go. Sorry. So and FINRA, fi- the Financial Regulating Authority. So I'm not sure. I think it might – I'm not even sure who does this. It's either one of those or both. I'm not sure actually where that came from. Probably FINRA. But um, the accredited investor rules are there to protect the public from going into something that they just don't have an understanding enough to do, right? So what do you do? How do you get that property sold in the Sacramento Valley and move it to something else when things are crazy? Well, one option you talked about is move out of state. You could purchase a home in another state. Well, I was just talking to a friend yesterday who told me um, he's selling his home in Sacramento and he's moving to Tennessee. And I go, oh, that should be a lot easier to get a place there than try to find another place in California. And he goes, oh, no, it's really crazy out there, too. I said, oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. So it can be challenging in other states. So a Delaware statutory trust basically gives the investor an opportunity to invest their money in real estate but with other people. Mm Okay, so and and it could be there's apartment buildings, there's self storage, there is um, office buildings, there are retail centers. I have one that I just saw that um, came across my desk that was eleven uh, grocery stores. So when it comes to retail, I'm not looking at um, getting into a mall. <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah. <laughs> I would not. I would run, run as fast as you can. I would run away from office, except for one office category, which is healthcare, which I think is you know a pretty decent place to be. But in a ten thirty one exchange, Mike, you need to come. You need to completely replace the debt as well as the total real estate. Correct. So if you don't do that, then you have to pay the tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, based up on your gain. And there's so many different ways of looking at it, but um, that is an option that a lot of people don't really know that that exists out there. Um, most real estate agents, when I talk to them, they have heard of them but don't really know how they work. Mm-hmm. And, and it's because you need to have a securities license to actually do a Delaware statutory trust, not a real estate license. So it's a little bit different way of doing it. But it's the thing that's fantastic about it that I've experienced with my clients over the years. We've been doing them for 
over 20 years. Um, the tenant and common arrangements as well as Delaware statutory trust arrangements um, is that if you find a really good property manager who does these sort of things that make them available to the public, then you get some really great results. And uh, of course, nothing's guaranteed Mm -hmm. and markets go up and down, real estate goes up and down. But um, I've had some really positive experience with my clients over the years, and um, and it just it gives people an opportunity to say, "I'm not the landlord anymore. Right. <laughs> I can step back. I can all I all you need to worry about is what you're going to do with the money that's deposited into your checking account every month. Yep, every month. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's that's kind of what a a Delaware statutory trust does, and I'm without getting too more technical. And you talk about some of these things in your book. I do, yes, in Chapter 5 of The Power of a Plan. Mm-hmm. And so if you go to our website, The Golden State Report, you're going to see Dave's bio, bio, and you're also going to see that he's published this book called The Power of a Plan. Chapter 5 talks about this particular topic. Matter of fact, when I read this book for the first time several years ago, is then I read your book, and, I, and then we, became, uh, we got in contact with each other. Reading Chapter 5 was the first time I had heard of that investment vehicle. Yeah. Okay, and I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, you have. You've got a lots of experience, and and it's, sure. and and it's true with other real estate folks that I work with that, um, and they when they hear it and they experience it, they're like, oh, I want some of that, yeah. uh-huh. and they can and they it's just great opportunity to be in different states, have diversification in your real estate portfolio, not just in one state. Um, and it, there's there's pros and cons to everything, but I would just say that there's a lot of different ways you can invest in real estate. It's not just one way. Right. So it, you know, what's the right way for everybody? It's going to be different for each person. And that's one of the reasons I am so grateful that you're one of our show partners because the knowledge and expertise and and the breadth of knowledge that you have when it comes to long term financial planning. You know, real estate is just one aspect of some of the vehicles that you can offer. Sure. Uh, it's really, it really benefits our listeners. If you have any questions about that, give me a call. I'll put you in touch with David. 530-431-8586. 530-431-8586. We're going to be right back after this break for our final segment. Please stay tuned. For all your real estate, financing, and investing questions, call the show's off-air number and speak with Mike Gray directly. 530-431-8586. That's 530-431-8586. Now, back to the Golden State Report with Mike Gray. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Golden State Report, heard every week on FM 105.5 and AM 1380. I'm Mike Gray with Morris Williams Realty, along with Amy DeBosk from Finance of America. Hi, Mike. And David Stone from Stone the Stone Consultant. I forgot. (laughs) I can't believe this. Yeah, you know, I'm just David Stone. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. From the Stone Consulting. Yeah. Yeah. There, I got, I finally got it. Thank you, Financial Stone Consulting. That's right. You know, our, our broker dealer and a registered investment advisory firm right you get to hear that you just well, you, you can know. almost be as good as that lady almost oh, okay you say it so fast and smooth <laughs> uh, he's, he is best. smooth not quite i'd like fast. to talk about our website um thegoldenstatereport.com where yeah. you can find all of our personal information there yeah and if you if you missed one of our shows in the past and you want to listen to it you can go to listen to our podcast yep, they're all yep. they're all listed there you can click on it and see yeah. What crazy things were what were David and Amy trying to do to Mike on this show? <laughs> or yeah. go to, go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can get iTunes, it there. iTunes, sure. SoundCloud. We're on it all. We're 
Oh yeah, we're we're big time. Up with the times. <laughs> we're we're trying to keep up. Yes, we're trying to keep up. Well, people can people can always listen to us when we're on, yep. right? Yep. And yeah. and the good thing about that, I shouldn't say a good thing, maybe, but a good thing, a, I think, a benefit is that there are no commercials on the podcast. No, we take them all out. Yeah, so make it easier, a little, little bit shorter. So, yeah. Mike, you mentioned something during the break about um, our team concept yes. and how our team works and. Uh, the power of a team, not the power of a plan, but the power of, of a team working for How about you. the power of a team planning together? Yes. There we go. Yes. That's kind of clever, huh? Sounds like a new it. Sounds like a new book to well, me. We, <laughs> there's a reason that all three of us are show partners on this show because we all bring complimentary gifts that help uh, our clients out there. And, uh, you know, this is last week. Um, David, you referred a client. Yes, and, I did. And I met with them, and it was a kind of a you know a, a tough situation. And went home and thought about it, and thought about it, and said, "Okay, I need to get David and Amy together, and the three of us need to work on this project. It's going to involve you know financing a new home. It's going to involve tapping into some of our clients' financial resources, helping them buy a new home, mm-hmm. and then helping them sell some existing property, and to help them get back on their feet. They've had, they've they've walked a, a difficult road." And uh, but what was really really neat about it is that as I thought about it, I thought, okay, how am I going to make this happen? How am I going to be able to help this family? Yeah. And oh, I need to talk to David, and because you're part of of the solution, and then we need to bring Amy on because I need her skill set as we try to navigate buying a house before we sell a house, and helping them be able to move forward. But it was so reassuring that I I knew that on Monday morning when I made those phone calls. This team was going to come together, and we're going to, we were we we're going to be able to help this family. And yeah. it was that that that's the beauty of this. You know, all three of us working side by side by side. And it works it works well because I also collaborate with their attorney mm-hmm. and their CPA, Correct. and we coordinate all of the things that need to be done. And instead of having a bunch of gaps in their planning and in their needs to be able to reach their goals, we can turn them into opportunities mm-hmm. to enhance and improve their situation. So I think that you know the fact that when you have professionals that are communicating, it makes such a big difference to the client and their benefits that they get out of having professionals assist them. If, if somebody's on an island and they don't want to talk to anybody else or they don't want to collaborate with anybody else – I have found over the years that it it's just doesn't work well for the client. But if you get a bunch of minds together and people working, what about if we, if we do it this way or let's try doing it that way, and then everybody's in agreement, then you've picked the best solution for that particular client situation. Right. But it's just this, the having the ability to uh, pick it up the phone, talking to you about it, and then kind of uh, brainstorming about well, how, well, how about if we walk this road? How about if we walk this road? Talking to you uh, just this morning about it, Amy, saying – well, can this happen and can this happen and what are, and can this, you know, can we walk down What's this road? possible? Right. And uh, so then, then all of a sudden you're talking to David and ask, David asking some questions that helps you give the answers that you need to give to me. Then I turn around and ask David, well, how about if we go down this road? The three of us brainstorming, trying to solve a problem that by ourselves 
we would probably just be striking out on. Yeah, it's great to work in a team environment. I totally agree. And when you hire one of us, you get all three of us. You yeah, do. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, you get David and I, and Amy tags along. That's right. <laughs> that's me, just a tag along. <laughs> amazing Amy. She's an amazing tag along. Yeah. <laughs> but it is it is really advantageous because if you're thinking, well, for example, oftentimes a listener will call. And they will say, well, we already pre-approved. I said, that's great, but you should compare products and make sure, you can, make sure you're getting the best deal possible. Yeah. And, and if you have a relationship with that lender and he's given you a great loan, Amy will be the first to tell you that. Absolutely. And, but if there are ways that you can save money, because my job is to keep as much money on your side of the table as possible <clears throat> and still make it an honest and ethical transaction. So, and that's one way we do is just making sure that all the, the costs – are fair and legitimate. We all come up with different ideas. And when we're communicating with a client, trying to give them a thought, a process, sometimes it's just an off-the-record conversation with Amy and I. And, and Amy says, well, what about this? And I'll go, oh, yeah, that actually could work. That actually could work really well. I didn't even think about that. I should have thought about that, but I didn't. So that's, you know, when two heads are better than one, three heads are, three heads are better than two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, that whole collaboration and working as a team, um, I can't imagine playing on a football team when you've got 11 people trying to tackle one guy and nobody's there blocking for you. Right. So right. It's, it's, it's important. <laughs> Good analogy, Dave. Well, you know, hey, April <laughs> is when they have the NFL draft, and I'm kind of excited about that. So. <laughs> was your team the worst last year? <laughs> <laughs> no, my team was not the worst. They, they, I'm, I'm not a Mine Jacksonville, was. Florida. <laughs> yeah, what's it Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings? Well, I don't know. What are they picking this year? Oh, that is such a painful, painful <laughs> subject right Yeah, now. I know. There's, there's two, two Vikings fans in the room, but not me. So, but anyway, uh, we'll, we will come back. I'm a local boy. <laughs> we will come back. <laughs> so if you do have any questions about whether it be, um, it, you know, interest rates are really still very low, correct, They Amy? are, oh. absolutely. Call me for a and free does consultation. It, does it make sense to refinance right now? And uh, Amy could probably answer that within just a couple of minutes of talking to you and, and seeing some stuff. Absolutely. Or if you're interested, you know, I need to talk to somebody about long-term financial planning, but that just scares me and it seems to be boring. David doesn't make it boring. And you're very, I, try, very good. I try not to. And you're very, very good at what you do. So you can give us a call there and I'll put you in touch with David. Or if you're one of the buyers out there that are just struggling, I have no idea how I'm going to get into a house. You know, I'm more than happy to sit down and talk with you and talk strategy and, and trying to make that happen to you. Because we are getting buyers into homes. It's just that you have to think outside the box. And it helps to have people on your team that have experience. Yes, it does. And uh, <laughs> been around the block a few times and, and seen many different market cycles. Yeah. And oftentimes it's nice, too, when I see who the listing agent, I call them up and I can call them by their first name because that agent's been doing business for a while. I've been doing business for a while. Yeah. while. And, you know, there, th- that, that does help sometimes. So. Absolutely. A lot of the time. Hire uh, a professional. Yeah. Well, you've been listening to the Golden State Report. It's heard every week on AM 1380 and FM 105.5. I'm Mike Gray with Morris Williams Realty. So happy that you have tuned in this week. I hope that you have a wonderful week, a safe week, and perhaps tune us in again next week. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.